A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag? Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello and welcome to The Dream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. The rules are simple. We can discuss as many of your film ideas as we like, but only one will progress to the next stage where it will be used as a key bargaining chip in the ongoing negotiations to form a trade deal with Kermode and Mayo. People fail to acknowledge the long-term ramifications Brexit had on podcasts where two fellas talk about films. I'm Joel, a man who puts the idol in iridology, and across from me is John Harris, a man whose house I went to this weekend and didn't once look through his pants drawer. Hi, John. Well, that's because it's under lock and key. That's good of me. Yeah, I I didn't say I didn't look for it. (laughs) I just didn't look through it. I I, I barely spoke to John. I spent the entire time trying to sniff out that pants drawer. (laughs) He got through the first layer of padlocks, but it was the safe that really <laughs> got him. But then the last train was calling me. It's <laughs> a true story. True story. I was, I was like, had my sleeves rolled up. I was covered in oil and grease and I just couldn't <laughs> get through. But next time, next time, I'll bring bigger yeah. tools. Yeah. Uh, John. Hello. Would you like a movie idea? Yes, please. Here's one from Dan. James Bond and the Wasp. A quantum mania of solace. Oh, wait. <laughs> you I thought it? that's rubbish. <laughs> it's, the pun uh, is Quantumalia of Solace. Yeah, yeah, not the James pun's Bond coming. The, the pun's coming. I'm like, James, my, look, listener, let you in on a little secret here. We're recording this a bit later than we usually would, a half seven at night. And as a result, <laughs> I'm exhausted. <laughs> well, I mean, other podcasts, um, when they say they've got a late recording, they mean like... 3 a.m., po- baby. No, the rock, it's the new rock stars, right? They probably record for longer than 20 minutes. James <laughs> Bond and the Wasp, a quantum mania of solace. Yes. Uh, and while I was writing that, says Dan, I thought of James Bond and the Giant Peach. Also very good. I, I have a lot of time for James Bond and the Giant Peach. You know, you know they're rewriting the, the Dahl books, right? To make them slightly more... They're making them more sexy, right? Make the, <laughs> adding more <laughs> spies, I believe. More spies and more sex, more gadgets. Um, James Bond and the Wasp, He's never had a gadget that makes him really tiny. Oh, 007 millimeters. Oh, that's very good. I would love a tiny James Bond. That's why he's called 007, because that is the the stature that he (laughs) shrinks to, I believe. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, a tiny James Bond, really, really fun. Poking around. Borrow a style. Yeah, it would have to be borrow a style, I I guess. Maybe to sneak into a base, but it would take so long. The borrowers are real, and they have supervillains. 
but they don't have spies. So they've had to sp- go to MI5 to borrow one of their spies, shrink them down. Nice. Nice. Down That's good there. stuff. That's good stuff. Borrow his villain. It's never, traversal's never really covered in Ant-Man, is it? But then I guess he wouldn't choose to travel any sort of distance while being small. No, that's absolutely, yeah. That would be ludicrous. Well, if you, if you were going to be sort of an inch tall for a day, what would, what would you do? If I was an inch tall for the day, what would I do? Be really, you'd be, I think you'd be constantly close to death. Mm. Especially if you ran into a cat. You could like sit in front of your like laptop, like you're at the cinema. (laughs) Watch a a film on a telly and it would feel So you've got 24 hours to be one inch tall, John, and you're going to watch Netflix. I don't, like you say, I'm in trouble. I don't want to leave the house because I don't want to die. I'm trying to think like what? Go down drains to see if I can get people's lost keys. Like, I'm not really sure. I'd eat one grape with a a knife and fork. That's what I'd do. There you go. Well, that could, look, we can continue on my thing. We get one popcorn each and we sit. Oh, wow. (laughs) And we just nibble through it the whole day. Yeah. That sounds pretty good, actually. I take it back. So yeah, James Bond, he goes to help the borrowers. He's shrunk to a tiny, tiny, tiny size. We haven't seen a gadget yet that does that. Would also like it if, like Ant-Man, he can be made 100 feet tall. Not good for spying. I think being small is better for Re- spying yeah, than being Yeah, you're enormous. really, really telegraphing yourself if James Bond rocks up to <laughs> you know a the casino. Bit, the bit in Goldeneye where he like drives through the walls on the tank, it would be great if he just yeah. walked through. If as he was just walking through them, it would be really good. So yeah, good stuff, Dan. John, one from you, please. In the Nightmare on Elm Street Garden... Macapaca mm. versus Freddy with Derek Jacobi narration. Do you know anything about In the Night Garden? No. And I don't, okay. because we're two very scared boys, I don't really know that much about Nightmare on Elm Street apart from he gets in your dreams. Nightmares. Yeah. I imagine the aim of In the Night Garden is to help kids go to sleep. Exactly. You're, you're in real trouble here. This is a night, this is an absolute disaster. So In the Night Garden, for those who don't know, is sort of like a fever dream that is designed to help kids go to sleep. One of the things that really bothers me about it is they have all these characters and there's like a remote, there's like a car that they travel in or like, like a sort of train that they travel through some forests in. And there's characters who are smaller and bigger and then they all get in the train at the end. But the scaling is like so vastly off. Like I, cu- I couldn't for the life of me work. And I was trying to do the maths on it because at the beginning it says on a boat no smaller than your hand. So the, I've, got a, I've got a frame of reference for scale. It starts off in a boat whoa, that is whoa, whoa, smaller whoa. than no, your hand. No, no, it's not. Why? No, bigger than your hand would be oh, smaller maybe it's than no your big... hand. So if it's a boat no smaller than your hand, it could That's be a boat, boat of any size. <laughs> but maybe as long it's as no it's bigger, bigger than, your than your hand. I sometimes watch episodes to try and work out, yeah, the size of characters in comparison to is one that, another. Is, is that the one where the characters have got cr- crazy names? Yeah, so there's uh, Upsy Daisy. Um, Iggle Piggle. Yeah, Iggle Piggle. Yeah, I know some things. There's a family of 15 tiny, tiny people and they're called the Pontypines. <laughs> it's, it's all good. That is good. And so I guess Freddy Krueger has a kid and he can't get that kid to go to sleep. What a bitter irony for Freddy Krueger. The kid yeah, won't no, sleep. So he, doesn't, he doesn't have a kid in the, the waking world. He has a kid in the sleeping world. So he just wants um... to see his own, he just wants to see his own child. But the kid is an insomniac, so they won't come see their father. So, yeah, it's about him trying to... Yeah, it's about him coming up with a TV show in the night garden just so that he can hang out with his child. Oh, It's actually really beautiful. Yeah, I, I'm with you. We're scaredy boys. And my frame of reference for Nightmare on Elm Street is 100% references, mostly in The Simpsons, I think. Mine 
That's good. Mine is the uh, Fresh Prince and Jazzy Jeff song, I Wish There Was a Nightmare on My Street or something like that. So there, there's kind of a retelling of the story, but as if the Fresh Prince and Jazzy Jeff were there. That sounds like Or there I've was a nightmare on my street. Nightmare on my street. It's just called a nightmare on my street. DJ, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. That sounds incredible. I need to The opening to line, the opening line, you know, people take the mick out of hip hop from this era. And sometimes yeah. I think it's not fair. The opening line is, now I have a story that I'd like to tell. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. My name is Will about Smith the, and I'm here to say... About this guy, you all know him. He had me scared as hell. No <laughs> this, way. This is like telling ChatGPT to write a Will Smith song about a scary man, isn't it? Hey, I'm not saying we won't do it for next week. That's a bloody good idea. Or listener, if you want to save me upwards of 30 seconds, if you want to save me time no smaller than my hand, then um, <laughs> do that. How about this one from Josh? Hacksaw Partridge. Not sure, but it has Alan Partridge in it. Now, this has been a rich theme for us in the past, I think. I think Hacksaw Fridge. I remember Hacksaw Fridge being an early Dream Factory. I remember it well. Banger. I still don't really know what a fridge is. No, I don't know what the film Hacksaw Ridge is or is about. It's war stuff. He won So he, he won the Congressional Medal of Honor despite refusing to bear arms during World War II on religious grounds. Wait, he just punched his way through World War II? <laughs> No, that I want to see that film. He deserves every medal going. <laughs> I'm sure that's not what it is, but oh my goodness, I'd love that film. Who's the so biggest he, man right now? There's that guy who played Reacher on that Amazon Prime show. He's He looks pretty enormous. He'd be good for this man who punched his way through World War II role. Speaking of big men, I rewatched Into the Spider-Verse the other day and the big baddie is Kingpin. Yep. And in animation, you can make Kingpin look absurd. Uh, yeah. Is that why they've avoided Kingpin in the Marvel movies? Because he's well, got like a 400 inch chest and just, well, he's just like a little head on some enormous shoulders. But I was, then I went to see Ant-Man, which we'll probably talk about after the credits. And there's a stupid looking villain in Ant-Man. And I wonder if it's opened the doorway now for some of the more stupid looking villains. I really hope so. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, the, the Spider-Verse interpretation of um, Kingpin is literally just like, it's like a fridge with a little face in the middle, isn't it? It's just huge. Exactly. But I think that's kind of what he is, isn't it? In in the in the books, yeah, pretty much. Wait, where? We, so we're doing ha- Hacksaw Partridge. Hacksaw Partridge. It doesn't make any sense. Alan Partridge gets awarded a Medal of Honor for um, services to, you know, what's the radio station? I could, North Norfolk. No, it, in the war, there's a radio station out uh, in Afghanistan or something. You know, he. What? What about? I think I could imagine Partridge doing a documentary for like a satellite channel about something like this. That feels like that. I'm surprised they haven't done like Partridge documentary presenter or have they? There was a scissor dial, which is brilliant, which yes. is his look at life in Britain. Yeah. So take do some historical phenomenal. stuff. It's historical stuff. I'm into it. It works. It definitely works. Would you works. like another movie idea from John? I'd from love From a listener. From John. What about this one from Mike? Minority report. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, that's good stuff, man. Yeah, 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 that's good stuff. So, Minority Report is about solving future crimes. Yes, that's quite a cool concept. But why is it not about stopping future crimes? Well, I guess they are. Anyway, <laughs> it's, it, whole point, it's not it? all crime, right? It's not like fraud. Oh, I think it might be. I, I, Par- look, I haven't parking, seen Minority parking Report fines? in a long time. Is it parking fines? Is John Harris, the- you will illegally park in the year twenty forty five. For seven minutes outside a McDonald's drive-thru. You're coming with us. Is that the vibe? I think so. Is it 
is it because they can see the future or, or is it because they know from your sort of they your can profile. predict you yeah I so think they can it's, predict it's, you. it's prof- pro- prof- i was gonna say profiling it's it's a classic case of profiling so i here, i imagine in the minority here's here's what i'm thinking john we only see tom cruise and the head honchos they're solving the a-list top tier crimes <laughs> they're getting the murders they're getting you know the white collar multi-billion dollar frauds but you've got to have some grunts doing the grunt work and like i say they're doing your parking fines your drunken disorderlies other low rent shoplifting and i reckon that's left to an army of millions <laughs> okay oh, yeah I, I, I like it yeah and you know yeah it's them sort of trying to arrest these people but like getting distracted by bananas that's all very dogs and stuff yeah yeah, yeah i love it sign stuff. me up minionority report would you like another one? What about this one yes. from Nathan? Bruce Alrighty. The movie just follows some average guy that never gets the powers of God. <laughs> Is yeah. it Jim Carrey? Because I'd still I'd, watch that. I'd watch that. Jim Carrey says Alrighty then, doesn't he? No, who says that? Yeah, isn't Does that too? Yeah. So kind of already a mashup happening there. Bruce Alrighty. It's, it is good. I wonder if... Here's the thing about Bruce Alrighty. He can only use the right-hand side of his body. Oh, Okay. And that, I feel like, would open the door for some pretty classic Carey slapstick. Yeah. I think he wakes up one day and he can only use the right-hand side of his body. I love it. There you go. Including, like, only thinking with the right-hand side of his brain. I don't know which side that is, but is it the creative side? No, or is I, it the... I have no idea. Right, here's, here's a question I have, right? So Bruce Almighty came out. I remember it well. I think I went to cinema to see it, John. Oh, it was a big deal. And then they released a much less... Successful Evan sequel. Almighty also at the cinema and John if they release a third about it's like fucking Seth Rogen doing Jonah in the Whale I'm there <laughs> I'm there but the thing is so Steve Carell is in the first one he plays the, the same character and it, he's like an arsehole TV it's anchor like TV anchor that's right so firstly was he was he already called Evan in Bruce Almighty why yeah, did I they so. give a background character a name that has a better pun. That is interesting because than- I don't think the word Bruce is in the Bible once. Now, I, it's been a while since I've been at Sunday school, so I could be very wrong, but I, I don't vividly remember the book of Bruce, the prophet Bruce. They, uh, Yeah, it's a good question. Evan Almighty. Because I assume there's a pun on heaven almighty, right? Yeah. So, but... So were they were they banking on this happening? Because I don't think they were because There's he no way. plays an arsehole background character and then they had to completely like wreck on his character to do uh, Noah's Ark. For the he does Noah's thing. Ark, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Is Jim Carrey in Evan Almighty? I don't believe so. If he is, he's mm. like a cameo at best, right? Yeah. There we go. God, I remember watching Evan Almighty. It's bad. I think it was 2007, I'd have been 16. Yeah, I knew. I, I remember thinking it was bad at the time. I don't think it was. I don't now, think time as, was kind to it. As someone who raised, was raised as a Catholic, I should know more Bible stories. But do mm. you know any Bible stories that you'd like to be turned into a family comedy? I think Jonah and the Whale's pretty good, right? Yeah. He gets swallowed by a bloody whale and then he comes back. Yeah, that's, that's a big good starting one. point. What about the, what about the, the burning of... bush? Is there one where there's a burning bush? And the, yeah, he's in the de- Jesus in the desert for 40 days and 40 nights and he sees a burning bush. What's Ten Commandments. Where... Yeah, we What's... all want to see. We all want to see. <laughs> I don't know. Who's one of the other guys? James Franco receiving the Ten Commandments. Not No, Dave Franco, please. Dave um, Franco and the Ten Commandments. What's the one where they're like, the guy kills his brother? Can Michael Sarah do that one? Cain and Abel? That's Michael yeah. Sarah and uh, and Jesse Eisenberg <laughs> and Michael Sarah play Cain and Abel. 
the all of the Egypt stuff's pretty good, right? The plagues, the plagues are quite fun. Oh, that you can have a lot of fun with the plagues. I love Kevin, to see Kevin the Hart would be all over that. <laughs> Kevin Hart getting swarmed by locusts. <laughs> the Rock playing a big pharaoh. It's good stuff, man. It's good stuff. This stuff rises, so, guys. I know. Uh, why? Look, Evan Almighty bombed, and sadly, that was it for um, Christian comedy films. <laughs> There's literally it's when, been when, 16 silent years. We haven't had a single Christian comedy in that time. The world's crying out. We've never been at a point in history where the world needs a Christian comedy starring Seth Rogen more than we have right now. Do you think they got the box office? It would office. heal so many divisions. <laughs> Do you think they got the box office after the first weekend of Evan Almighty? And there's this office and they're just pulling down all these ideas of like, yeah, Michael Sarah <laughs> is Cain and Abel. Like. I'm, not, I'm not saying it's a direct link, but... Things really got bad after Evan Almighty. Oh, in the world. Mm. It's mm. not like, it's very, it's just before the economic crash. I feel like if an Evan Almighty had been a smash hit, that would be the MCU. When did Iron Man come out? I bet that's 2007. Iron Man came out in May 2008. What oh, we could have yeah. had, what we could have had was the CCU, the Christian comedy universe. We'd be on like movie 40 by now. They'd be announcing phase five. They'd be like deep in Leviticus trying to find stories for these movies still. They'd all be linked up. We'd be waiting, waiting for post-credit scenes where they revealed like <laughs> Jesus is out of coming out of his tomb after three days. Audiences go fucking mad. We're getting so excited about who's getting cast as like Matt, Luke and John. It was that. That's what we could have had, John. That's what we could have had. Um, I have some good news. Jim Carrey is in Evan Almighty, apparently. Great. These important things. And if I Google Jonah the Hell. words, if I Google the words "Evan Almighty sequel," it just takes me through to a, a GoFundMe from the Christian Church <laughs> of America. I've I also have some really good news. Jonah Hill plays a character called Eugene, so I'm thinking Eugene Almighty. <laughs> I don't I don't know what it's it good. is, but that's that's all we need. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Right. We should get, get on to our own ideas because we had a week off because we had guests last week, but we got to get to Muscles Tom. 
I can't tell you how many messages I've had about Muscles Tom. <laughs> and, and not all of them have been from Muscles Tom saying, why haven't you read out the second half of my idea? So let's do our own ideas. Okay, John, here's my own idea. Dennis the Menace to Society. Very good. Dennis the Menace is a drug dealer and a car thief. He gets kicked out of his parents' house because Walter Softy squeals on him. And, uh, you know, the police come after him and he, he, yeah, this all goes wrong. Very good. Do you know the thing about Dennis the Menace that he was like invented in America and the UK separately yeah. at the exact same time? And the American time? one, shit. Oh, yeah. But the American both, one is shit. They're both cheeky, chappy cartoon characters that yeah. wear stripy tops and they're both called Dennis the Menace. Like that's the coincidence is unreal. Yeah, but that's where the similarities end because as I say, the American one is shit. Uh, ours is sort of, there's the, the UK one's, you know, got a bit of toxic masculinity there in the sort of Walter the Softy stuff. That's I don't think that would be acceptable nowadays. No, it wouldn't. You're right. But look, loved being as a kid. And as I say, the American one's shit. What's your idea, John? I want to extend the cocaine bear cinematic universe. Give me an animal, give me cocaine. Let's see what happens. <laughs> or is it different animals, different drugs? Heroin Ooh. squid. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sad. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Crystal meth budgie. Reefer Moff. I feel like this is all happening in the room next door to the Christian comedy guys. Like just, <laughs> it's just word and other word. Reefer Moff's good. Yeah, I, I like it. Animals and drugs. Molly Shark. Just a really happy shark. Oh, that'd be a nice surprise in the sea, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. You so you're like, you da, da. why is it bearing its teeth? Oh, it's smiling. <laughs> it's like gurning and like chewing. Is that, is, that, is that Molly? I don't know drugs. I'm bad with drugs. Listeners, we haven't asked you to do a thing in a while. If you're listening... Tweet us with an animal and a drug. That's all you need to do. One animal, one drug. We'll do the rest. Good stuff, John. We usually pick a favourite at this point, but we are about to read the second half of the full treatment for the movie Titanic 3 by Muscle. You're getting ahead of yourself, Joel. We're not going to read the second half. We're doing the second third. No, no, no. This beast, I'm only two pages out of the seven. Oh, boy. Okay, we're going to read the next chunk (laughs) of Titanic 3 until John... I guess until John pauses for dramatic effect, until John hits the first cliffhanger. Exactly. So um, for those who don't know about Muscles Tom, he is a contributor to the podcast who sends us ideas maybe twice a year and they are thousands of words long. And back in the day, he was the sort of the shining light in furniture-based horror movies. But he's now going through, I'd say, his mm-hmm. blockbuster phase. Yeah, so- yeah, yeah. The big budgets, the, the studios have come from. It's always going to happen. You can't be an indie darling forever. And these are entire movie plots. These aren't, you know, we love everyone's submissions. The whole idea of the show is you're supposed to just send us a movie title. And Tom thought, no, I'm going to send them the whole movie. And so this is what he does. And we are a third of the way, I believe, through a film called Titanic 3. And as the title suggests that it is about the third Titanic, so far what we know is that this one is not going to be sunk by an iceberg, allegedly. Mm -hmm. Uh, They mention the fact there's been a second one. So it happens in an alternate reality where there was a second Titanic that also mm-hmm. sunk from an iceberg. And the the captain confidently drives through an iceberg before it being revealed by somewhat, one of the crewmates that the ship is now sinking. And that is the point that we left it. Nice. Here we go. Everyone in the cabin gasps. The captain looks up in amazement. Impossible. What could have caused it? We don't know, sir. But the hull's been compromised and it's taking on water. Fast. Sound the alarm, the captain orders. Prepare to abandon ship. Back in the dining hall, everyone is still enjoying themselves. One man is about to take a bite into his lovely cooked lobster when the alarm sounds. Red alert, red alert, the siren screams. Red alert, prepare to abandon ship. Panic erupts in the dining hall. 
People are running and screaming. One man is seen swapping his plate of caviar for a life jacket. I knew it was too good to be true. He smirks. As the back of the ship starts to sink, people are flooding the upper decks, desperately trying to escape the rising water. What are we going to do? A woman yells to her husband. Stop moidering my head, woman. The man puts his hands to his head. I can't take this anymore. Suddenly, 25 years of being in an unhappy marriage comes to a boiling point. Oh, we're going, this is like a subplot about an unhappy couple. Yeah, wow. He grabs his wife and throws her overboard. I never wanted to come on this cruise anyway. He shouts as the body of his wife is left to die in the vastness of the dark ocean. You know, you know, we 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 say he's lost his horror sensibilities since he's gone blockbuster, but they you know they seep in. There's always shades there, yeah. Back in the wheelhouse, the captain grabs the radio mic. Mayday, Mayday! This is Titanic three. We are going down. Request immediate assistance. We've got no <laughs> lifeboats. And <laughs> and they did it again. They forgot the lifeboats again. <laughs> and passengers are dropping like flies. Please hurry. He puts his hand over the microphone and shouts over to one of his officers, set off those darn flares. I, Captain, the first officer replies, and he heads outside. Second later, he comes back running in. It's too late. The waters have sunken half the ship. Nearly everybody has drowned. We're going down faster than a Chinese takeaway on a Saturday night, he cries. <laughs> the captain reaches out and slaps him hard across the face. Pull yourself together, man. Yes, sir, he replies. Now get me the schematics of this ship quickly. Yes, sir. Back outside, all but the bow of the boat has sunk. Hundreds of bodies can be seen floating in the water, either dead or dying. Wails of heartache and despair can be heard over the cold night sky. Inside the wheelhouse, the corporal rolls out the blueprints of the ship on the table. What are you looking for? He asks. A way out of this mess, the captain remarks. Look, he continues. It clearly states on the top here, immune to icebergs. So we can rule that out as the cause of the accident. Oh, Sir, look, his first officer discovers. What is it, replies the captain. It's the drawings for this wheelhouse. It appears to be fitted with some sort of self-preservation device. My good man, you're right. According to these schematics, the wheelhouse can be self-contained and separated from the rest of the ship. Just then a woman slams hard up against the window. Her face is as worn as an old man's slipper. She cries out, Captain, please help us. I'm sorry, my dear. The captain replies, I can't save everyone. The captain turns to his officer. How many people can we keep safely inside? According to the schematic, sir, four. And how many are there in right now? Five. <laughs> Whoa. Big decision Whoa. to make. I'm on the edge of my seats. I won't sleep tonight, John. <laughs> why why have they built this Titanic that has a special thing that means that four people, four can, people can be saved? <laughs> oh, good stuff. Don't question Thank it. You, we'll Tom. find out next time. Thank you, Tom. Tom, you're, of course, the winner this week. Um, we do have to go because there's an ostrich that's just injected itself with a, <laughs> with a cocktail of drugs entering my bedroom. And I really have to dash. Thank you, John. Thank you to you, the listener. Yes. Well yes. done, John. Hello, mate. Well done, Joel. Um, if you're still listening to this point, send us a movie idea. We're yeah. running low. Be nice. Be friends. We're friends here. And friends Everyone's send each friends. other. Friends send friends movie ideas. We've always said I it. I send all my friends movie ideas all the time. But I should save <laughs> some of them for this podcast. How's it going? Yeah. Did you did you enjoy coming over? I loved coming over, John. Oh, it was so much fun. Nice? We, you were an excellent host. We ate lots of food and drank lots of wine. It was really nice. It was lovely. We did drink a lot of wine. It was very, yeah, it was, it was, it was lovely to have you. We went to the, my hometown, the town in which I live. Joel hung out with my son for a bit. 
Uh, we still, Joel gave him some chocolate and then he's still not had them. And I'm, I'm scared it's going to get to that point where like I'm just a bad parent. One, and even, one evening I'll look at them and think, You're he doesn't it. know they exist. He doesn't, he doesn't know mean. they exist. John, that chocolate was for the family. Ah, there we so go. You can share it around. Um, yeah, lovely stuff. We had a big old chat about Ant-Man, which we're not sure about. We did have a big old chat. We, we did some real industry gossip, some too hot for podcasting stuff. Serious things. Some, I mean, some war oh. stories from up from all of our pasts. Oh yeah, that was the best bit. <laughs> it was good. What yeah. What was your worst ever day at work? Was basically the chat. If we had a Patreon feed, absolutely, we'd think about maybe putting that in there. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So Ant Man, Ant Man. Should we do a little chat about Ant Man? Should we Should we put a little spoiler thing in case anyone's super sensitive and just discuss? We sure can. <laughs> or should I say, we sure can. Hmm. There we go. Very good. Uh, yeah, there's spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. We saw Ant Man. I didn't think it was very good. So did you think you also? So I saw Black. I saw Wakanda Forever recently, and I thought it was good. And you didn't like it. Do you think it's it better quite, or worse? Oh, uh, I think that's impossible. I I think I think Wakanda Forever was more boring, but look, you know, looked better. Was probably on the whole a better spectacle, but. I found it quite dull. I don't know if I found Ant Man very dull. It was, it was felt like it was on the shorter end of Marvel movies. So it it was two hours. I think they've they've got like a little remit in house to try and keep things around two hours now. Mm, interesting. Until the big boys, yeah. Until, until the like, Avengers again, which I don't mind. I didn't really like it. It was really badly scripted. I thought the script was like super cliche heavy and a bit hammy. I didn't really understand anything about Kang or who he is or why there's so many of him at the end. <laughs> but I might just be thick. I might just be thick, but the, you know, the mid credit scene is that there's like a million Kangs. And I don't know if that's, I don't know why that is. Are they from alternate universes? But then I was reading like, they're not from alternate universes. They're all the same guy, but because he time travels around so much, they all time travel around so much. So it's the same Kang. That's not how I understand it. I understand it as alternate universe Kangs, but Maybe oh. you're right. Well, there you go. That, I mean, that shows that it's not clearly explained. And, the, and something I didn't realize was, so if you've watched Loki, I guess spoiler sort of for that one as well, Jonathan Majors appears at the end of that as a character called He Who Remains, which is yeah. a version of Kang as well. And in that, he sort of explains the idea that there's going to be lots of me coming. So mm. there's going to be variants. And if you watch this film, that's not really covered that much. Apart from, I think one, no. at one point he's like, if you kill me, things will get worse. And they're like, well, what's going to yeah. come? And he's like, me. So that's the closest in that film that they do to to sort of prep you, prepare you for that. But yeah, you're right. Like you, you have no idea upon watching watching that film. Where the other Kangs at the end appear, you must just be like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, and they're quite like peculiar ones because like one's dressed as like a pharaoh and stuff. It's not like just sort of more of the same. Yeah. Uh, except for there's a, an entire stadium of whooping and hollering Jonathan Majors as well as the sort of character ones. Yeah, Strange. which is quite quite cool. I mean, more Jonathan Majors is probably a good thing. Well, uh, so that's my main thing that like, I agree I agree that it's not a, a brilliant film, but I do like the idea that the MCU is sort of heading towards something again. Whereas for the last like- Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's since, exciting. Since Endgame, it's all felt like they're just sort of, disparate movies which is fine obviously that's what movies used to be but the mcu changed it and said no what if movies were a bit more like yeah the series i, I think i'm kind of hoping expecting that the next because i feel like i've been out of it for a little while in terms of how enthused i am but i'm kind of hoping 
that the new Guardians film will kind of hook me back in. Right, it's James Gunn, it's the final Guardians movie. I'm sure there'll be ramifications from that in the big story. I'm hoping that's the one that gets its claws back into me. Fingers crossed. One of the main things as well that we were discussing the other day is like, so what makes the first two? Because I really, I lots of people don't like the Ant Man films. They think they are like the mm. worst movies in the MCU. But I quite like him, and I think. But what a big part of what makes him charming is like he's got his mates, and he's got like yeah, he's got his little crew, his, and they're just not it. And his ex wife, and the, the husband of the ex wife, who's a bit yeah. in love with him and stuff, and that's that's all really fun. So yeah, and they're not in it at all. They're literally not in it at all. There's like Jimmy Woo, the the, the character sh- shows up for like one millisecond. Doesn't yeah, say a no word. Speech. Yeah, I found that really strange. Yeah, you. I just. Yeah, and they brought in all the family who are sort of broadly dull. No offense to. Yeah, they are really dull. Evangeline Lilly and and that lot. But yeah, there Ant- you go. Ant Man reviewed. <laughs> well done. All right, John. It's seven minutes past eight, and I might go to bed. I mean, it's past my bedtime, but we're, you know we're different people. Okay. Well, let's climb into bed, and then we'll Facetime each other and talk about our feelings. All right. See you in a minute. See you later. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Send the guys a movie idea. Tell your friends that you like the show. Follow us on social media. Then you'll be the best listener.